Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroes and here we go for episode 22. So, in today's episode, I'll summarize what Apple has announced on Tuesday, October 30th, 2018, during their keynote event held in New York. Then I'll share my three main takeaways from this keynote session. But before diving into today's topic, I'd like to ask you a favor. As you might have noticed, this show is ad-free. And it's my intention to keep it that way. So as a podcast listener myself, I know very well how annoying those ads can be and how painful it is to fast forward to get to the real value of an episode. To help support the show, you have three main options. Number one, you can share your favorite episode with someone who could benefit from it. Number two, there is a tip jar at the address macpreneur.com forward slash donate. And number three, if you need help with your Apple devices, you can book a remote coaching session with me via macpreneur.com forward slash coaching. Now, let's get on with the new products that Apple announced on Tuesday, October 30th at the Brooklyn Academy of Music near New York. First off, a brand new and transformed MacBook Air. Two main improvements compared to the previous generation, a retina screen, and a Touch ID sensor. For the screen, in addition to having four times the number of pixels, the bezels have been reduced, resulting in a slightly larger 13.3 inch diagonal compared to the original 13 inch that uh, the previous model had. And Apple engineers managed to make it 10% thinner and lighter than the previous generation, thanks to a redesigned chassis and keyboard. Talking about the keyboard, it's the third generation of the butterfly technology introduced in 2015 with the 12-inch MacBook. And by redesigning the chassis, Apple was able to fit a larger force-touch trackpad. Now, like the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar, the new MacBook Air has a Touch ID sensor. But unlike the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar, the new MacBook Air doesn't have a Touch Bar. This for me makes it a unique device because none of the other two laptops that have physical function keys so the 12 inch macbook and the 13 inch macbook pro without touch bar none of those have touch id personally this makes uh, for me the new macbook air very attractive as though i don't really see the the practical use of a touch bar and i, and I really like the security benefits from having touch id on a computer and uh, like the 13-inch MacBook Pro without touch bar, it has two Thunderbolt 3 uh, USB-C ports. For entrepreneurs and small business owners who don't need a beefy graphics card for heavy-duty photo or video editing, this new MacBook Air is, in my opinion, the ideal laptop. Price-wise, it's the same as the 12-inch MacBook that only has one USB-C port and at this point as the only advantages of being fanless so probably less noisy and slightly smaller and lighter but to be precise we're talking about 
two centimeters, a little bit less than one inch, so smaller, and 300 grams or 10 ounces lighter. So that's not a lot. Next up is a new Mac Mini. Well, this one was due for an upgrade as the previous model was released about four years ago. On the outside, now it's a space gray finish to make it look more like a pro machine. But what makes it enter the pro territory is from the inside. Now it can have a 6-core CPU and it can accommodate up to 64GB of RAM and 2TB of flash storage and optionally a 10 gigabit Ethernet port which is great for people who want to rack mount those Mac Minis in uh, server farms. Now according to Apple, this new Mac Mini is 5 times faster than the previous generation and now it can connect natively to USB-C displays while keeping as well an HDMI port. So you can hook up three 4K monitors, two over USB-C and one over HDMI, or two monitors, one of which can be a 5K display over USB-C and the other one a 4K display over HDMI. If you already have an existing Mac Mini or an old PC with a 4K or a 5K display, then the new Mac Mini will give you the best value. And it's a great alternative to a 4K or even a 5K iMac at a much more affordable price. Actually, with 16GB of RAM and a 512GB SSD, the new Mac Mini is about €600 Euros less expensive than the 21-inch 4K iMac and €1,000 less expensive than the 27-inch 5K iMac. While nowadays you can find a great 27-inch 4K display for between €300 and €600. This means that the Mac Mini is a viable alternative to the standard iMac, not the iMac Pro or the Mac Pro though. This is why Apple didn't call it Mac Mini Pro. Oh, and I forgot to mention, the chassis of both the new MacBook Air and the Mac Mini are made entirely out of recycled aluminum, which cuts in half their carbon footprint. That's, uh, to me, a nice step towards preserving the limited resources that, that we have on our Earth. And it must be also a nice cost saving for Apple <laughs> at the same time. So that's it for the Mac announcement uh, during the event. And now let's switch to iOS. The third device that Apple announced is a new iPad Pro that inherits a bunch of features of the iPhone 10 series. So first off, the home button has been replaced by Face ID. But unlike the iPhone, Face ID on the new iPad Pro works whatever orientation you hold the new device and there is no notch because of a small but still existing bezel around the screen. And uh, thanks to this uh, front-facing camera system, emojis and Memojis have come to the iPad for the very first time. Second, there are two models, an 11-inch and a 12.9-inch. Now, the body of the 11-inch 
as about the same dimensions as the old 10.5 inch but because the bezels are smaller the screen could get slightly bigger and for the 12.9 inch screen it's the body that gets slightly smaller than the previous generation 12.9 inch iPad Pro again thanks to having smaller bezels and in addition to the size the shape now of the side of the, the iPad Pro is flat a bit like the iPhone 5s if you have one or if you if you see what I mean what remains to be seen is whether these smaller bezels will be okay and not uh, generate an undesirable scrolling or action when manipulating the, the iPad Pro. Besides their outside look, these new iPad Pros get a, a beefed up version of the processor that was introduced in the new iPhone XS, XS Max and XR. And it's called now A12X Bionic. On the iPhone XS series, it was called A12 Bionic. Now they just added an X for extra power. During the keynote, Apple claimed that with this new processor architecture, the new iPad Pro is more powerful than 92% of traditional notebooks sold by other computer manufacturers. That's a pretty bold statement in my opinion. But to illustrate this, Adobe was invited on stage to show off the latest version of Photoshop for iOS, which they called the real Photoshop, as it's apparently equivalent to desktop version of Photoshop. Now, before I talk more about this demo, I, I have to mention there is another piece of hardware that uh, Apple uh, unveiled, and it's the second generation of the Apple Pencil. It's not fully circular anymore, but it has one flat face that is useful for three reasons. First, it can magnetically attach itself to the flat side of the iPad Pro. And doing so, it will charge wirelessly, a bit like when the AirPods uh, get back into the, the charging case. Second, there is no removable cap and no lightning connector anymore, thanks to the wireless uh, charging capability. And third, it supports now a tap gesture on this flat face, allowing to quickly switch between, uh, for instance, the pen tool to the eraser tool when you are in the Notes app. Unfortunately, this means that this new generation Apple Pencil is only compatible with the new iPad Pro. And the iPad Pro, the new version, is not cannot support the first generation Apple Pencil. So if you plan to buy the new iPad Pro, you'll need to buy a new Apple Pencil uh, as well if uh, that's, your, that's your thing. Okay, so let's go back now to the Photoshop demo on the new iPad Pro. A three gigabyte file, which I don't remember how many hundreds of layers, was edited live on, on stage using the pencil. And using the new tab gesture capability, the lady who did the demo showed how to zoom in and out between the pixel view to the fully zoomed view with a double tap on the pencil. And it was incredibly fast. The other demo showed on stage was uh, for an extremely realistic basketball game where each spectator was animated individually. And if you looked at the basketball players, 
you could even see the sweat on their skin. It was so realistic. Almost uh, like watching a, a real basketball game on, on TV. Another thing that changed with the new iPad Pro is that the lightning port is now gone. It has been replaced by a USB-C port allowing to connect the iPad Pro to an external display or a digital camera natively over USB-C. And Apple has even introduced a charge-out capability. In other words, using a USB-C to lightning connector, you can charge your iPhone from the battery of the iPad Pro. No need for a battery pack or for a quick refill of your iPhone battery. Finally, a new keyboard has been unveiled and it's called the Smart Keyboard Folio, which attaches itself magnetically to the back of the iPad Pro. Unlike the previous generation of uh, smart keyboards, it provides two viewing angles while typing and it protects both the front and the back of the iPad Pro. For people who don't need macOS, this new iPad Pro is a serious option with a similar price tag as for the 12-inch MacBook or the new 13.3 uh, MacBook Air when adding the pencil and the keyboard, of course. Now, here are my three main takeaways from the event. Number one, Apple has not forgotten the Mac. Tim Cook seemed generally excited to announce new Mac hardware at the beginning of the keynote. And let's not forget that app de developers, they still need a Mac to run Xcode, the official coding environment for both iOS and macOS apps. Second takeaway is that Apple now is hardening the security of the new Macs using technology that they developed for the iPhone and the iPad. There's something that I did not mention, but the new MacBook Air and the new Mac Mini, they now have the proprietary chip called T2. Its uh, main function is to securely store uh, encryption keys and to make sure that there is no tampering during the boot process. This chip already equips the latest generation of MacBook Pros as well as the iMac Pro. And on the latest laptops, so the T2 chip can disconnect at the hardware level the microphone and the camera when the lid is closed. So this is a great security feature for people who have the latest MacBook Pros and who will buy the new MacBook Air. Third takeaway is that Apple now is blurring the lines between laptops and tablets by pushing the limits of their iOS platform. The new iPad Pro is truly remarkable. For gamers, it's clearly entering game console territory and uh, creative professionals will enjoy the new Apple Pencil combined with desktop class applications and connectivity. And everyone else will be able to interact with the iPad Pro the same way that they do if they have an iPhone X, a XS, a XS Max or a XR. And you, huh? did you watch the keynote? If so, what do you think about these uh, new products? I'm curious to know, so you can leave a comment at macpreneur.com forward slash episode 22 or via email at damien at macpreneur.com. 
Thank you very much for listening. And if it's the first time, welcome to the MacPreneur Tribe. I sincerely appreciate you taking the time listening to this episode. And until next time, I'm Damien Schreus, wishing you a great day.